This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And welcome back in. If you missed the first hour, here's what's going on. Got big rodeos all across the coast. Mobile Big Game Fishing Club has their Billfish Limited Tournament. Uh, faux pas is down at the Venice Marina. And we have the granddaddy of them all, as they call it, the Grand Isle International Tarpon Rodeo taking place on Grand Isle since 1928, the oldest saltwater fishing competition in the nation, probably in the world. All right, we're also taking your text messages. We're talking about tipping guides. That topic came up during the week, and I was wondering, what do you think is fair to tip? Do you tip them at all? Or not, and if so, do you tip the guide? Do you tip the deckhand? Do you do both, and and how much? Love to hear from you, 504-260-1870. Something else we're talking about, getting a little bit of reaction on it. Uh, This news broke this week about uh, President Joe Biden. His administration is threatening to withhold funding, and the Safari Club International is putting up a fight on this to try to stop it, but they want to block federal funding that is earmarked under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, the ESA of 1965. If a school has a hunting or an archery program, and I guess that would encompass the shooting sports program, they want to withhold those funds. And, uh, you know, the schools can't really afford to, to take those hits, so a lot of them are doing away with it. They're just disbanding it. And, uh, that's wrong on so many uh, counts. I mean, it teaches responsibility. It's an economic engine. It keeps the traditions alive. And, I mean, it doesn't really have to be hunting archery. A lot of people are into archery and uh, never kill an animal. But, anyway, that is, is your president, Joe Biden. And, uh, I don't, you know, what it's going to take, I guess, is maybe his replacement might put, put, put those funding back and we have to restart those programs. What a shame that would be to – Break them up. Some of them have long-standing traditions, and uh, they they send their. I mean, I've, I've, we did a TV show. If you want to watch it, go on by you all TV and find one of our back episodes of the, the the champion Louisiana team that went to the finals and won the championship. And we talked with some of the kids and watched them, and they did some demonstrations. And I tell you, it's it's just a great program. And to see it come to an end for what reason? You know, why would you do that? Yeah, well, somebody's pulling some strings. 504-260-1870. Let's see. We got uh, uh, the barber, Jason. Congratulations on 33. Well, give us the extra year. This is our 34th anniversary. And let's see. We got Lafitte LT. He says he's only listened for 20 years. Hope you keep going another 20. Thanks for keeping us informed and entertained. Thank you. Uh, Dixie George, he says, what we should be doing in school is teaching children how to handle guns, and we might have less shootings. We have all lost all values. Thank you, Joe. Uh, can't argue with you there, Dixie George. All right, we're going to take some more of your comments, your text. Uh, tipping on deckhands. Here's one that says, I've tried tipping the captain on a few trips, 
and he's always told me to go give it to the deckhand. I figured 20%, but not sure. I'd like to know what's fair. Um, 20% is a good starting point. Now, if you feel like he did a little bit less than an average job, and what I'm talking about with a deckhand is, is giving you assistance. Did he, did he give you plenty bait? Uh, did he help untangle lines, particularly if you had children on board? Did he give them some extra attention and help? Uh, did they clean the fish for you? Uh, you can go down from there or you can go up. You know, it's up to the individual how much you think uh, he earned by doing it. Uh, I had a, a captain tell me uh, on a show yesterday I was uh, filling in for uh, with regard to tipping. He said the biggest tip he ever got was on one of the worst trips he went on. Took some guys out. Weather was tough. Couldn't buy a fish. They all got beat up. He came back and uh, the guy, he, he offered him, he said, look, uh, this was this trip was bad. We're going to you know, cut the price, and he said, nope, nope. He says, we're going to pay you full, and he gave him the biggest tip he ever got. He said, you worked your butt off trying to catch fish, and I think that's what it is, whatever the effort is, similar to what the services you get from a waiter or a waitress in, in a restaurant. All right, uh, let's see. Um, somebody wants to know, why do you think alligator snapples are close to being instinct? Well, we'll get a chance to talk about that too, so we'll be back to do that. Another one says, if they own the boat, I don't tip. Uh, if you got a deckhand, you, you know, you should. Because the captain's uh, making the, the trip fee, and sometimes the deckhand gets a minimum wage plus his tips. What do you think? 504-260-1870. We come back after this. Mike Gallo joins us. He's born on the bayou, and he spends a lot of time there. We'll find out what he's been doing this week, and maybe you can use his tips, his advice, and put them to your own use. We'll be right back to do that on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, if every time you went out on the water, you knew someone was standing by 24-7, if you ever need help while you're out there, and if they need to tow you in, bring you fuel, jumpstart you for electrical problems, uh, just and then have 100% coverage where you don't have to pay anything to get them to your home dock or to a repair facility, would you call that peace of mind? I would. I'd also call it a CETO policy. You can get one for $199 a whole year. You can give it as a gift. 
and give that gift of peace of mind knowing someone's there to come to the rescue if you need them. And if you want to get signed up, Captain Chris is the guy to do it, 504-301-4545. Or you can do it online at CETO.com. Let's talk to Captain Mike Gallo. I know he's been fishing this week. And, Captain Mike, what did you find? Well, Don, there's a lot of fish in a lot of areas. And there's also a lot of fish that are undersized. Uh, I can look in my crystal ball and tell you we're going to have a great fall season when all of these short fish grow up and become legal. So are I'm you talking about short trout or redfish? Talking about short trout. Uh, we've uh-huh. mainly been fishing trout with the low river. We have salt water in our area a lot closer than it normally is. So we're taking advantage of that, and we're also taking the pressure off of the redfish while the trout are, are nearby. So all of the deep passes in the local area, Brigalese Pass, Unknown Pass, those types of areas, with, you know, current movement, you find a point or a pocket with some shells on the bottom, live shrimp. Once you get them going with the live shrimp, you can mix in some plastic, some gulp, some matrix, and it's been productive. I guess we're averaging anywhere from 20 to 40 trout a day, just depending on how many times you move and, and how well your anglers catch on to what you're doing. Now, to get to those 20 or 40, how many are you weeding through with those undersized fish? Oh, you might weed through 60 to 80. Mm-hmm. Quite well, a few small ones. It's a lot of action. You're going to be looking over in that area today at a hard, I'm talking over two-foot incoming tide, uh, high tides at 1 p.m., so it won't fall till the afternoon. And at least that's what it's going to do by the I-10 bridges, and you can kind of map it out from there. So what are you suggesting? Find those uh, points where that water's going to be moving around as it's getting sucked out of there or coming in, right. look, either, depending on what time you go. Exactly. You'll look for current lines, and then obviously one side of the current line, you'll have faster water moving than the other side. I like to start right in the middle of that current line, and then as you fan cast left or right, you'll sort of figure out where they are if they're in the area you're fishing. And once you find them, you know, if, if you catch 10 and none of them are keepers, I would move. But if you if you catch six or eight and two of them are keepers, then that's about the average. Just kind of stick with it. You know, a spot you and I fished a, a couple of times, uh, Dudley's Reef, the reef in Lake Pontchartrain that was created artificially. It was in the name of our friend Dudley Vandenborg. Uh, have you made any stops there or talked to anyone that's fished it? Is it producing? I haven't been there recently. Unfortunately, Don, those reefs don't get near as much attention as you would think they should. I know, I know. They certainly hold fish. Um, The best way to fish them is with a slip cork, obviously, so you don't tangle into the reef itself. But lots of anglers fish visible structure. And when you learn to fish structure that's below the water, it just increases what you can fish by 75% because there's a lot more under the water as long as you know where it is. With these light winds, smooth conditions, uh, if you're lucky enough, like Captain Darrell, get some topwater action, but also it could be some good triple tail spotting conditions. We are going to make our way, I'm sure, as more and more boats show up in the local passes. We're in one of those passes right now fishing. So far, we caught a hardhead and a ladyfish. So we haven't put anything in the box yet. I guess we've been fishing about 15 minutes. But we're going to stick with this for probably a half hour or so. And then we'll hit some of the reefs or the rigs in Lake Bourne 
And if that doesn't work out for us, we'll go even further to the other side of the marsh where there's just a hundred little islands and they'll all have current running around points. There's lots of man-made structure out there in the form of oyster reefs where oyster farmers are, are um, farming their oysters. And all of those reefs will produce fish. There'll be birds on that exterior side of the marsh. Here comes the speckled trout now. He's undersized. <laughs> we just got one, but he's little. Well, he might be 11 and a half. Anyway, um, yeah, that's our game plan for today, uh, working our way towards those exterior islands on, of the Biloxi Marsh. And, of course, if we find what we're looking for before we get there, we'll stay in that area until it plays out or we catch what we're looking for. All right. You can contact Captain Mike on my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. We have a direct link to his site, which is what, Mike? Give us your site and also the phone number if someone wants to check on lodging and fishing availability. You could find me on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. And my website is an abbreviation of that, which is AAofLA.com. The old telephone number is 985-781-7811. All right, Mike, go get them, my friend. We'll catch up with you again next week. All right, Don, I can tell you that fish measured. I hear him on the ice. (laughs) Good Good place for him to go. All right, that's Captain Mike out there hitting the speckled trout. Well, listening to the reports this morning, there's a lot of action out there. And we've got a lot of undersized fish. And, you know, it's more important than ever now what we've got these, uh, considering these changes we're going to make and the regulations on size limit and creel limits. You're going to have to release a lot more live fish. And to take really good care of them is going to be extremely important. And we'll talk more about that in another show. All right, we've got some text messages coming in. Also, we got a paddler's report. Brendan Bayard is a kayaker who loves to give us reports, and we love to hear him. He's back next right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Oh, yeah, they're stroking all over the place. Kayakers and canoers are out there looking for their fish, and they got rodeos. they got a kayak division in both of the big rodeos in Louisiana, and also the CCA Stars got one. Lots of competitive opportunity for you kayak fishermen. This report, by the way, is brought to you in conjunction with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club and a presentation of Massey's in New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Covington. In fact, the New Orleans locations got their demo day. Next Saturday, it'll be in Bayou St. John, right there up on the Lake Pontchartrain Lakefront. 
near City Park, first weekend of each month. You can go out there, jump in a kayak, give it a try, find the one you like before you buy. Can't beat that. And they've also got lots of uh, other items, accessories for the fishermen. You can find a lot of it on their website. Just go to MasseyOutfitters.com. That's M-A-S-S-E-Y, Outfitters.com. Also got a great Facebook page. And one of our reporters is Brendan Bayard, who does not like crowds. He shares that uh, with me, and you won't find him at the Tarpon Rodeo. Uh, You know, Brendan, it's not that I don't like to go to events like that. It just depends. Sometimes, you know, people fish for different reasons. Some people fish for the camaraderie and the party part of it. Hey, that's a Grand Isle Tarpon Rodeo candidate. Some people fish for subsistence. They go to catch fish so they can eat them. Other people go to fish to get away from it all, just enjoy the scenery and the seclusion, like to go by themselves where it's quiet and peaceful. And I kind of lean towards that more than the other fishing. But every once in a while, I'll go to one of these wild and crazy things. But uh, I share that with you. Uh, In general, uh, crowds are not my my bag. But it is a good time to go catch fish down there, isn't it? Yes, sir. Uh, I don't mind going to the uh, to the crowds and the party scene, but maybe you know one out of twenty times, and then the rest of the times, peace and tranquility in God's country, enjoying uh, all the bounty that's out there. Uh, if you go down there right now, you're going to catch plenty of fish. Uh, you know, you're going to hunt for a little bit, uh, catching the size of fish you want because you got a little bit of mixed in undersized fish with the keepers. But uh, it's also one of my favorite times to go catch bull reds in the passes um looking back through my logs i think i've had my most productive trips right here at the beginning of august where i've uh, had the most success i haven't had any days where i i scratch looking for bull reds uh this is the time to go uh, the crabs are running through the passes that kind of just draws them in if you want to go crabbing it's also a great time to go crabbing uh, bring the kids down to the beach, fish in the morning, then just kind of set up shop and uh, enjoy the beach and catch some crabs after uh, after it gets a little hot, set up a little shade. Um, but another great thing to do, um, about mid-July, I find that the trout kind of transition back into the slight inner estuary, like places like Leeville, the, the oyster flats. You'll see some of the bigger trout show back up over there you also have to contend with a little bit of uh gaff tops and catfish that are mixed in there that are kind of a kind of nuisance but you will find some bigger trout going back up in the midsummer uh I've just noticed some of the bigger fish starting to show up i always like to start checking mid mid july and sure enough there's some nicer fish up there uh you know they got to go somewhere from the beach after the spawn's over and they kind of head back in uh it's uh don't discount those areas in the summer. Uh, often can save a trip. Thanks for sharing your uh, knowledge and, and your records that you've been keeping and uh, keeping people advised and suggesting some of the best times to go. Uh, another suggestion I'd like you to do, and I talked to Eric about this last week. You know, uh, bull reds, it looks like we're going to reduce the size down to 24, so there will be more fish uh, that have to be released. And, you know, you can do it fairly easily from a bay boat. But handling a big old bull red over 27, 30-inch size, uh, you know, in a kayak is, is kind of a, a skill. Give us some tips and advice for bringing it to the boat and then doing the release with it. How do you handle that in the kayak? Yeah, I like to just bring them up to the side of the boat. I want to I make sure that I have some gear that's uh, not, you know, that's, that's equipped for the battle. I don't want to uh, fight a bull red for 40 minutes with some really light Snoopy rod or, uh, you know, undersized tackle. 
that kind of really wears them to the point of exhaustion that it's it's hard to revive them after that, especially in these summer months. Uh, it's a little bit ha- harder to revive a bull red when the water has like depleted oxygen levels when it's when it's a higher temperature. So I like to use a pretty stout rod, get them in as quick as I can. You know, usually if you're really cranking on them, you can get them up in, you know, five minutes or so. Um, you know, put them in the net. Use a, a boga grip or a lip gripper to grab them. Don't put your fish, your 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 hands in the gills, and uh, you know, just kind of keep them in the water as much as you want, much as you can. Take a quick picture if you must, and then uh, I like to kind of pedal my kayak and kind of swim the the redfish with me onto the side of him. Make sure there's some water going through his gills. Make sure he's frisky, and then I let him go. Boy, what a great suggestion that is. You can't do it if you're paddling because you, obviously you got your hands full. But if you're in one of those pedal models, you can use that to move the fish through, pass the water over his gills and make sure he gets some good oxygenation and then let him swim off on his own. You know, then if he can swim off, he's going to make it. Yeah, I've had a lot of tournaments where we catch these bull reds. And, uh, you know, this this time of year, unfortunately, they uh, they kind of wear themselves out pretty hard. And so I've had to spend, you know, 15 minutes sometimes kind of babying these guys, but uh, I think it's worth it in the end. You, you take some time, you revive a fish that's going to reproduce more fish in the future. Absolutely. Great information this morning, Brendan. As always, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. All right. Everybody's favorite is up next. You know what it is, bad boys of the outdoors, and a lot of you have been waiting for one of these cases for a long time. Well, you ask, you shall receive. We've got it. A Menhaden boat known as Pogies busted on the Louisiana coast by Louisiana agents. Back with that story right after this timeout on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I got a text message in. says, good morning, Don. I've only known about you for seven years. Haven't missed a show since. That's Ben from Mississippi. We'll appreciate that, Ben. And uh, for our Mississippi listeners, you've know, got a lot of events. I talked about all these fishing rodeos, but they got another big event going on in Mississippi today and tomorrow. It is the Mississippi Agriculture and Outdoors Show in Jackson on the Mississippi State Fairgrounds today and tomorrow. Uh, a couple of good buddies of mine are going to be up there. Our CAP Sport Fishing Guides uh, introducing themselves to you Mississippians. Of course, Louisiana people are allowed to cross the border if you can bring your passport. Uh, Cajun Comfort Charters will be there and... A cameo appearance and exhibit by my buddy Uncle Larry Roussel of Uncle Larry's Food and Spice. He's going to be serving up some delicious samples. By the way, uh, I made a dish last night using the stew and a few. It's so easy. (laughs) I love smothered cabbage, okay? So I got it about halfway smothered. It got tender, and I poured in the stew and a few, stirred it up, and, well, I'm telling you what, you talk about easy and delicious. Stop by and tell Uncle Larry, hello. I know a lot of you Mississippi listeners have been hearing about it. You get to meet him in person, and Larry's always got plenty of samples to dish out. All right, Bad Boys of the Outdoors is presented by the Louisiana Wildlife Agents Association, nonprofit group. They've got uh, some really good exclusive gear, T-shirts with their logos, hats, koozies, all kind of colors. Uh, you can, you name it. You'll find it there. You'll look sharp, and you'll support LWAA, and that's how you get there. Support LWAA.org, and check them out. They do a lot of great work for a lot of charities. 
and they present this feature, which you're going to hear next, right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents participating in a July 19th pogey boat case included Lieutenant Adam Young, Corporal Dylan Egan, Senior Agent Katie Mathias, Senior Agent Shay Schecksnyder, and Agent Jimmy Daniel. They were acting on a complaint that the Menhaden mothership, the Kitty Wake, was operating inside the Vermilion Bay one-quarter-mile buffer zone. The agents determined that the ship was indeed well inside that line. A smaller boat dispatched from the Kitty Wake, known as a net tender, was observed making a set even further into the restricted zone. Cited for allegedly conducting Menhaden fishing activity within the restricted quarter-mile buffer zone and facing a paltry $350 fine, as well as a possible not-so-paltry civil restitution for the 86,660 pounds of pogies aboard that were valued at $9,500. 47-year-old Michael J. Tapper of Moss Point, Mississippi, the captain is our bad boy of the outdoors. You know, that $350 rule violation, that's got to be changed. That's not a deterrent at all for an operation that makes the kind of money they do. Even the $9,500 restitution, that's a small price of doing much bigger business. What are your thoughts? Uh, You know, no time and a small fine uh, equal to the crime of pillaging fishery resources and damaging our coastline? You know, if you've been listening, David Cresson, the director of Louisiana CCA, uh, also legislative, Senator Joe Ogeron, they drafted up legislation to try to put some responsible, more practical regulations into that industry. They didn't want to hear it. Legislators didn't even pass it. And if it would have passed, we got a governor who's already said he would not change the regulation. So what do you do? Well, we got a governor's race coming up. There's going to be some men and women asking for your vote. And what you might ask of them is what are their plans to put in a wildlife and fisheries commissioner, uh, secretary, the staff, and how do they feel about the current situation with pogey Menhaden boats in Louisiana coming into the restricted zone? We really need that move that restricted zone. We're not talking about like Florida. Florida doesn't allow it at all. They got a total ban on it. Other states, it's miles off the coast. Uh, we have a very reasonable, and they violate that, but th- certainly some changes are warranted. That industry can coexist with ours, but not in the way it's being done now. Remember that. Candidates asking for your vote, wildlife and fishery issues, our natural resources and conservation are extremely important, so you ask them what their plan is. In fact, if you want to hear some of the governor candidates on this show, let me know who you'd like to hear. Text me. We'll contact them, excuse me, and get them on the show, and we'll find out what their plan of action is to protect and preserve and and, and actually enhance our natural resources. All right, when we come back after this, we'll be joined by Ryan Lambert. He's with Cajun Fishing Adventures. He's got a report for us on the lower Plaquemine area right here on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And let's talk to the man whose fingers never smell like shrimp. We're talking about Captain Ryan. Well, maybe when he's cooking. Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. Ryan, what are you up to on this hot Saturday morning? I came home to Grand Ridge this, this last night, so uh spend the day with the kids. One of my little girls wants to look for a house, and I'm going to cook some triple tail and 
we'll have a little family day today. I've been at the lodge all week, and it's been unbelievable. Uh, uh, you, you, was this a, a triple tail you caught, or was it uh, oh, yeah. graciously yeah, donated? Yeah. No, we we we've caught this week. We've caught this. I don't know about sixty of them this week. What? A lot of triple tails. I mean, whoa, whoa! I, you know, again, yeah. salt water. Um, what's your favorite triple tail recipe? What are you gonna do with that fish? You know, I'm I'm gonna take this dude and I'm gonna put him on uh, a bed of lemons and put white wine down. And then I'm going to crush crackers on top of him and pour butter over that and bake it. Oh, wow. And, yeah. and it'll come up crispy on top and so tender and nice and lemony and whiny. And mm, it'll be great. That but, is uh, one of the greatest fish there is, that, that triple tail. It really is. And and this week, I mean, you pick your fish. We bass fish. We bull reds. We speckled trout, regular red fish. Triple tails. No, I didn't fish mangroves this week. That's about the only thing we didn't fish is mangroves and snappers. But, I mean, customers say, I want in. We say, okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that nice when you can order up what you want? You know, those triple yeah. tail, are you fishing them on structure or open water? How are you finding them? Structure. They're always, fish, they're always on structure. Mm-hmm. You know, they're always going to be on some buoys or, or, or you know, some, some kind of structure. They always like structure. A lot of people will take uh, – some people take these floaties, these swimming pool floaties, mm-hmm. and they'll put a burlap sack on it and they'll put it on one side and they'll float. They'll keep it open on top with the current, and they get under that. Mm-hmm. You know, they like to get under the shade. So a lot of people do that, too, and then you have a little line of them that you try to hide from everybody else and, and you go out there and catch them. But there's just – and look, look, I mean, 30-pound triple tail. They, there's some monsters Ooh. out there. I know some girls that would love to go with you with a fly rod. Have you done any fly fishing for them? That would be incredible. I, I'm actually, um, Sarah's coming on the 3rd. She's coming out of South Dakota. She can't take it anymore. The, <laughs> her and her mom will be here for about five or six days, and, and we'll do that. We're going to fly fish everything while she's here, and we're going to we'll fish. Uh, we might do some regular fishing, too. We're just going to fish and fish, so... Uh, all this, all this whole month, I have people from all over coming. You know, I got the five Florida guys that, that bring their people, and they stay at the lodge for, for a month or six weeks this year, time of year, every year. So the lodge is always full, you know, with, with customers and their customers. And mm-hmm. it is, it's just like a big fraternity. Those guys, right. you know, they bring so much to the table. They, they bring their own customers. They don't keep a single fish. They turn everything loose and then go home. I mean, how good is that? They do TV shows <laughs> and commercials. And, yeah. And leave their money. Yeah. You know, it's it's great. Yeah, it's like yeah. Grand Central yeah. Station down there. Um, you know, uh, we might be able to get a TV camera in there with Sarah. What day is she going to be there? Um, she's gonna she'll be from the third to the eleventh, and the the only days I can't fish the, are the five, seven, and twelve. I can't fish her, but I'll fish her every other day. Mm-hmm. So, well, if you, you got want room for a cameraman on board, yeah, sure. We so might try to do that. We've been so, yeah. we've been trying to do that for so long, you know. And you just got to catch it when the conditions right. And it sounds like it's time now. It's right. Oh it's my right. gosh! Just for this time, it's it's big old reds. I mean, just they, there's a lot. I think the fish. I won't be surprised if they go to spawn on this full moon coming. You know, mm-hmm. it's early August, but they, last year they did and. You know, we ought to get a really good spawn with the salinity of the water, and it ought to be really good for 
and that'll be our third class of redfish back back in the in the school system. We need two more years to make it right, but this year ought to be really good for for numbers if they can survive it and get in that marsh. You know, wouldn't that be something if the department changes the redfish regulations and then, you know, what you've been contending, a lot of other people saying that we just had two-year classes missing and they'll replenish themselves, that they would actually come back on their own and then wildlife and fisheries will stick their chests out and say, look, see what we did? We brought the redfish well, back. I don't care who gets credit. Either you know, way, you're right. That's fine. You know, as long as they that. As long as it's done. But, but you know, again, if we if we go to 18 inches, this class of 21 that we're beating on right now, everybody's catching the same fish. Then we got to beat on it for another quarter, another three months before the class of 22 gets to 18 inches instead of 16 inches. Mm-hmm. So then we'll have to beat them up another three months, and there won't be nothing left to send out there to lay eggs. Yeah. So, I mean. It's, it's so obvious if you fish every day what's going on. I mean, it was obvious when we weren't catching any little ones, you know, when the uh, winter before last. Right. It was right. all top slot fish. There wasn't any little fish until this class of 21 came along and got big enough. And, mm-hmm. and look, that's it's getting harder and harder to catch, catch uh, keeper fish right now. Definitely. Well, I got a report from one of our listeners. They spotted some teal over by Cloverly Farm. So, I don't know. You see any blue really? wings yet? Seen a few? I saw one. Uh, I was doing an eco tour last week, and I saw one. It was brown. And I said, man, I wonder if that's a resident bird because it's awful mm. early. So maybe, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know why they would come to this heat. They're going to cook. We won't have to cook them. <laughs> the heat might have them messed up like the, the listener said. Well, Ryan, uh, we'll let you go, my friend. Yeah, could, could yeah. be. We're going to let you go. Yeah. Give us the info for contact if somebody wants to try to squeeze in down there. Sound like you guys are busy, but you got a lot of guides yeah, we, down there. In August, we're going to have plenty of room for, for customers because, you know, most everything is the Florida guys because business is slow for everybody right now. So, yeah, you want a trip to come catch anything. It doesn't matter if you want a bass fish or triple tail fish, knuckle trout, res. Just go to CajunFishingAdventures.com or call me direct at 504 504- Five five nine five one one one, and we'll try right. our best to put you on all of it. And you will let them fish with shrimp on your boat if they want to, right? Oh my God, no! They're going with somebody else. <laughs> now you don't have to I, fish with it, but they might. I got ten, ten guys that'll be more than happy to put some shrimp on your boat. <laughs> yeah, they will. I know they will. All right, Captain Ryan. Good talking to you as always, and we'll be back in touch soon. Thank you. All right, my friend. We'll see you. All righty, here we go. We got bad, uh, bad boys are done. We got good guys done. We got some text messages left, and we'll be back to do those and wrap it up right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we take a lot of text messages on this show at 504-260-1870. Got a bunch of them coming in in response to the tipping guides. Uh, Gadget Guy says $100 tip for inshore guide. That's very generous. I'm sure they'd be happy to see that, Gadget. All right, here's one. Uh, Commander, the dog, would do well to ignore the Secret Service and take a bite out of Joe Biden's rear end. Might do some good. Yeah, he seems to have a problem with dogs. And I am told and believe from the dog experience I have, dogs are excellent judges of character. Hmm. All right, uh, here's one. A son of Wego Rat says uh, he fed his family on tips and fish. It matters to those deckhands. Uh, Uncle Don, when do you sleep? Get off my radio. Kidding. Thanks for the years. All right, Rigo Rat Jr. Uh, We got a congratulations from hunting buddy Dean and Latte. Latte is my dog Smokey's sister, so I guess that would make Latte my dog niece. 
He says tipping is always good, just like a restaurant. It should be a certain percentage of the bill. Uh, we should ask Martha. You know, I can't get a hold of Martha. Martha's doesn't come up for air late this time of year. She's out there chartering. But, uh, yeah, she does have some good uh, theories and philosophy about tipping. She's been a deckhand, and now she's a captain. She could certainly uh, fill us in. Uh, here's one says, Outdoorsman, Louisiana Outdoors, thank you for your life's work promoting, conserving, and advocating to keep our great state the sportsman's paradise. Well, thank you for that, but uh, this is really not work. It, uh, at least I don't consider it that. Uh, here's a question from Chris. Whatever happened to the large schools of Menhaden, the pogies that used to be prevalent on the south shore of Lake Pontchartrain? Don't know, Chris. Don't see them like we used to, do we? Uh, I do see the mullet, but the pogies? I don't know. We might need some biology on that. Uh, here's one that says, with all the fish being caught and undersized fish being thrown back, Department of Wildlife and Fishery needs to think long and hard about changing the size and creel limits. Well, they claim that mortality rate is about 10% is all that is lost to mortality. A lot of people dispute that. Uh, that was from Sherman and Covington. Uh, here's one from a Baton Rouge text. Uh, cabbage stew, tell us more. Yeah, it was with the stew and a few from Uncle Larry's. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page today, I'll have it on there with the recipe and have a picture of it and tell you more. I, that's what I said. Cabbage stew? Pretty darn good. Uh, let's see. Uh, good morning. Happy anniversary. It's Deb from Indiana, soon to be from Florida. I've only known you and listened to you since we worked together in 2006. Sorry I would have listened longer, but who knew? Can't blame you for that, Deb. And uh, what a transition that'll be for you. Indiana to Florida. you got to be loving that. All right. Here's... Uh, uh, congratulations on the 34th. Uh, his uncle or her uncle got us fishing to your show. He was an avid listener. He loved fishing so much it seemed if he got cut, he would bleed salt water. Love the show. Have a great day. My, oh, that's from the Irish Coonass. All right, we got uh, happy anniversary listening from Flowood, Mississippi, up here for the Mississippi DU Convention. That's our buddy Mike Benj from the Delacro Corporation. And let's see. Good morning. I grew up fishing on the Tom Bigby River and hunting in Clark County, Alabama. Love your show. Look forward to it every week. Saturday isn't complete without it. Congratulations. That's from the school teacher in Baldwin County. Uh, Pogi boats. Light the fire. Burn that butt. That's from old man Sam. Uh, it's for the bad boy. Another one says, why wasn't the boat confiscated? Hmm. Good idea. That would have got their intention. Uh, Captain Robin, good to hear from you. He says, slap on the wrist for the pokey captain. Isn't it obvious the politicians are on the industry's payroll? Uh, here's someone wants me to invite Sean Wilson and Jeff Landry together to discuss more restrictions on pokey fishing. I'll get them on, and we'll talk all about it. Let them give us their plan, a statement on what they're going to do if they're governor, what they would do for the natural resources. Uh, this one says it's a horrible industry. It mistreats the crew, and it kills game fish. Uh, Dan in Mobile, I did my heart good hearing about the pokey captain. Should have been a lot stiffer penalty, though. I agree. Uh, the wife said it's the first time in her truck was tuned into WWL, our flagship station, to continue listening to you this week. Oh, when I filled in. Okay, yeah, I filled in uh, all week talking about social issues and politics. All right, we'll see you next week, starting our 34th year, back with the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.